0: A successful season finishes off on a sour note as the Giants get dominated 38-7 to to the Philadelphia Eagles. This was about as bad as it gets. And what's frustrating for me more than anything is just the Eagle domination over the Giants. I mean, this is, it's like, it's a rivalry, but it's about as one-sided as it gets. In the past 20 years, you know, you talk about the last... 10 or so, and the Eagles have won 10 straight home games. To me, it goes way further than that. With devastating losses, and the Eagles really get the better of the Giants a lot. It's not just the record. It's just, it's everything about it. It's That's what sucks. You know, I think if it was to a non-NFC team, it's better. And honestly, I'm the type of fan that the, the close losses sing way more. And I understand, like, there's two sides to the equation there. But this doesn't really – it's not devastating by any means. It's a shitty way to end it. I mean, no doubt about it. It's a reality check. and But, but really, the, the, the Giants, they maxed out. I mean, they really went as far as they could go. They won a, I mean, not only did they make the playoffs, they won a playoff game. And you can't take that away from them. I mean, that Viking game, there will be fond memories of that for sure. I really hope that San Francisco can beat the Cowboys. A Cowboy-Eagle NFC Championship game would be a nightmare as a Giant fan. So, as we record this, we will see you know tomorrow what happens with Dallas and San Francisco. I hope San Francisco wins, so that at least you got a rooting interest in the NFC Championship game. Cowboys-Eagles, pick your poison. That would be bad. But man, th- this was this was just bad. Uh, the Eagles dominated the Giants. It, there's a major talent discrepancy but blame needs to go around everywhere basically like the only people that i wouldn't really blame totally in terms of like the actual key pieces would be Saquon Barkley i thought Saquon you know w- was good in the limited touches that he had it didn't seem like Andrew Thomas got got beat although it's it's tough to single him out because really i mean Jones got sacked 5 times but it it was just rough. It it really was. Uh, It it was, I mean, Brian Dable, Blaine needs to go there. Kafka and Martindale as well. Like the Eagles are just a much better team than the Giants. That's the the simple fact. And this goes back to the game I went to at MetLife Stadium. Now the personnel was different, but the results were the same. Total domination. Giants got crushed by this team. And, you know, I was hopeful that, based on you know and you got to take it with a grain of salt but that last game of the season even though it was against second and third string like all right maybe you, you take something out of that even though I knew that that made me nothing but you know maybe the, the Giants caught the Eagles at the right time it wasn't the case Jalen Hurts while compromised I still think Jalen Hurts is compromised a little bit not nearly enough it, it just the Giants had to play a perfect game they certainly did not they certainly did not Let, let's talk let's get into some stats some team stats I mean First downs, 26 to 13 Eagles. Time of possession, about 36 minutes to 24 in favor of the Eagles. Third down efficiency, 10 for 14 for for Philly. Giants, 5 for 13. Total yards, 416 to 227 Philly. Passing yards, Giants only had 109. Eagles only had 148 because they didn't, like, that's all they had to do. Rushing, 268 to 118 Eagles. And, And a couple other things that sting. Boston Scott, yet again, and it just feels like the Deals were just toying with the Giants. Like, Boston Scott, he doesn't do shit versus anyone else, like, for opportunity reasons. Not, not, not only because he's a backup running back, but just he doesn't get those chances. But against the Giants, he gets those opportunities. And I think Boston Scott has played nine games against the Giants, and he's gotten a touchdown in each of those games. And he has, like, what is it now? 11 of his 18 career touchdowns versus the Giants. It's just insanity. And then also James Bradbury gets an interception, Dale Jones does one pick and it's the James Bradbury. And that stings because Bradbury was a good giant, especially in 2020. And because of the tough cap situation, they had to let him go. They really, they essentially had no choice. They would have liked to have kept him. And of course he goes to the Eagles on a one-year deal and directly hurts the giants. Like what are the chances of that where he goes to the Eagles on a one-year deal, like it could have turned out that the giants were just shitty. But, no, they make the playoffs, and James Bradbury on the Eagles gets a key interception. So it was just about as bad as it gets. And Nick Sirianni's annoying, and, you know, he trying to get cute and potentially going for it up 27-0 to make it 29 nothing, and it, it was just a bluff. But, like, it, it's it's tough. It really is. I mean, the, the Eagles ran down the Giants' throats, as teams should have done all year. I mean, the Giants have a terrible run defense. Aziz Ojolari, in terms of injury stuff, Aziz Ojolari didn't play much. Like, he played, but it wasn't a whole lot. Like, I kind of expected. He was on a pitch count. It it wasn't a whole lot. I guess he was in on pass-down situations. Like, there really weren't even that many of them, it felt like. I mean, you know, the Eagles, it was mostly third and shorts. The Eagles were just in complete control of this game. And it's a a bitter pill to swallow because of the opponent. That's where I'm at. But that, but in terms of the bigger picture, that is also part of the concern is that this division is strong. So as the Giants get better, this division does as well. The Eagles are really set up for success, I think, for some time. I really, I mean, things can change quickly. I, I don't see this as like a Kansas City Chiefs situation, right? Like, like, like a consistent team, like who makes the, you know, the conference championship year in year. I don't. That's a tough ask. I don't think that'll happen. I shouldn't say ask. That's the wrong word. But. The Dallas Cowboys, like that's another team that, well, I, I mean, the Eagles, I, I think, are more certain to have a brighter future, but the Cowboys are another team. Like They are going to be pretty good, too, I would think. That's a good roster. So that that's my concern with the Giants, is they find themselves in a conference that's not that strong, but a division that is really good. So the Giants next year, I don't know, like, from a record standpoint where it goes. I would guess somewhere around 971, where they are this year. I think it's somewhere around there. I don't see it going – I mean, it shouldn't go down too much, but it shouldn't really go up too much either. And, and I, I know that's not like a bold statement necessarily, but, you know, like last year the Eagles really took a jump. With the Giants, I, there's a lot of work to be done. A lot of work to be done. Like this is going to be a key off season. What's the future of Daniel Jones? What's the future of Saquon Barkley? I think, if I had to guess, I think both will be back, but you just never know. And, and what will the contracts look like? Will it be a franchise tag in the future? For one of them, there's some other, you know, interesting free agents, such as like a Julian Love, who I thought struggled tonight, but Julian Love is a free agent. Um, Darius Slayton, who I, I would expect to be gone. Who else? You got Nick Gates, John Feliciano, uh, Oshane Zimenez. I'd expect him to, to be gone, and there's some other ones as well that I'm that I'm certainly forgetting. Richie James, who you know, played who was definitely, he was involved a lot tonight as expected, like a lot. He was the main target for the Giants. And I, I kind of expected that, but the Giants might've went away for the wrong game a little bit too soon. But I, but it's tough because the Giants, I like when the Giants throw the ball and that was what was making them successful recently, but against the Eagles, running the ball is a lot better. And Jalen Jones got nothing going on the ground. It was really just Saquon that that was kind of their way of, and it wasn't even that much really Saquon busted out a 39-yard uh, a 39-yard run let's take that out and it would have been eight carries yeah still, yeah that, that's the thing to be fair right it was really he did that run out of the equation it's not like he did much at all to be fair so look this was just an embarrassment it was and and, and it's embar- it's using that word is tough. It was, but if you look at it from the whole like the Giants should have never even really been in this situation. So like you gotta take it with a little grain of salt. But let's jump into it as, as tough as this will be. And there were some definitely questionable moments and some key moments early. And Giants kicked off to start. And on the second play of the game, 40-yard pass play to Devontae Smith. Now Wink Morindale, he he wanted to go to to not give up the big play, but, and it's funny that on the second play of the game was the Eagles' biggest play, a 40-yard pass uh, from Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith, but I wish that Wink was a little bit more aggressive. Playing in zone is, you're playing right into the Eagles' hands. Hurts can make quick decisions, you know, a lot of running room. Like, it just, it didn't, I I wish that they, they took some more chances in this type of game. Now, early on, you don't, Early on, you don't know, but pretty quickly you could tell, like, look, like, the Giants are going to have to make things happen. And so I felt like the defense was a bit too soft, literally, literally unfigurative. I mean, the tackling was bad. The Eagles had so much room to, to maneuver. It was very frustrating. And it seemed like Adoree Jackson was mostly up against his former teammate in Tennessee, A.J. Brown. I would have considered going Adoree Jackson versus Devontae Smith, and then they tried to double A.J. Brown. They didn't... A.J. Brown was limited. And so I, I think I... I think Adoree Jackson probably deserves some credit. Now, they didn't really need A.J. Brown. And there was some opportunities. There was a deep pass to A.J. Brown where he kind of did beat Jackson, but it was incomplete. So it seemed like it was Adoree versus A.J. Brown for the most part. But Devontae Smith gets that 40-yard catch, and they're off. And... But a couple of key third-down conversions. A third and three at the Giant 26, A.J. Brown five-yard catch. That was easy. I mean... Brown, like such a soft. Why were they not pressing him? I don't get it. And then on a third and five for the Giants 16, and like at this point, it's like, all right, hold him to three. Hold him to three and let's just move on. But no, Dallas Goddard, 16 yard catch. I think this is a play where McKinney might have slipped. Goddard makes a one handed grab and scores the touchdown. And so it's seven of the Eagles. But look, we saw that last week. Where's the Vikings, right? We saw that last week. So okay, let's respond. And initially, a well, little there was a chance that they would respond. So, and and there was a broken chain. The, uh, the 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 first down marker, the chain was broken. So there was a little bit of delay there. But there was a third down conversion to Richie James, and Richie James was the safety valve and. He was by far the main target of Daniel Jones. 12-yard catch by Richie James. And so the Giants are moving the ball. Next play, Lawrence Kager, 16-yard reception. So it's first and 10 of the Eagle, 42. Then you get a five-yard run by Barkley. And then a two-yard run by Barkley. Okay, like not great, but third and three, but looking at maybe four down territory. And then Daniel Jones is sacked by Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick. This is a play where Jones kind of tripped on Andrew Thomas' foot. And so now it's 4th and 8 at the 40. So that sucked because you had 3rd and 3 at the 35 and a lot of possibilities there. Even if it was incomplete, you could have maybe still gone field goal, maybe. Or certainly gone for 4th and 3, more than reasonable. But now on 4th and 8 at the 40, they go for it. And I got to be honest with you, didn't hate this one. Later where the Giants punt, we'll talk about that. That was just ridiculous that Brian Dable would have decided to do that. Made no fucking sense. But here, they go for it and Jones is sacked. And, and, you know, Hassan Reddick, who has killed the Giants before, I think really when he was on Arizona. But for Evan Neal, I mean, that we knew that was a mismatch. Evan Neal has a lot to work on next year, has a lot to improve upon. I'm not giving up on him, but it was a rough year one for him. And, you know, for Daniel Jones tonight, not a good game. For Daniel Jones, he was not good in this one. So I wonder, in terms of the negotiations, Daniel Jones probably hurt himself in that aspect tonight, I think obviously they look, I think what he did versus the Vikings I think is more holds a little more weight than what he did in this game. But I think that it did, you know, certainly especially in football where there's not that many games to work off of. That's maybe the one good thing from a giant perspective, but still, I mean, it's a small one. You want, you'd want Daniel Jones to do well every time, every, you know, every, uh, every chance you get, you'd want Jones to do well, even if it meant having to pay him more. I can live with that trade-off, but Jones did struggle in this one. No doubt about that. So the Eagles start out with good field position, and they really – it was pretty quick business where Kenneth Gamble gets a 14-yard run on the third and one. A.J. Brown, 12-yard catch. Just easy stuff. But there was a three-yard loss by by, um, Miles Sanders. And John Ward actually made a nice play uh, there. But on a second goal at the 9, Devontae Smith, 9-yard touchdown. Devontae Smith, uh, Nick McLeod was just a little bit late to get over there, and Smith runs into the end zone, 14 nothing Eagles, just like that. Then the Giants, hey, look, first play, kind of a, you know, an a interesting-looking play, but it works. Jones to Matt Breida. Matt Breida was actually a bright spot tonight. But Matt Breida, 19-yard catch. Two midfield, but then Jones gets intercepted by James Bradbury. That's what hurt too. First and ten, you're at midfield. That's what stung as well. It's not like it was a you know a third down, just as good of a punt type interception. That was a big one, and, and it's one that Jones would like to have back. Bradbury read it well. They're former teammates, and so interception. But give the Giants credit. Fourteen nothing. We go into the second quarter, and they get a three and out. They get a three and out, and the Eagles punt. All right, like still fourteen nothing. As bad as things are, still fourteen nothing. Like let's see what they can do. But then the Giants they themselves go three and out. And this was where, um, on third and four, Isaiah Hodgins initially had the first down, but he kind of bobbled it. And so, unfortunately, he's just short. So, when he gets full possession, he ends up being a yard short. And Isaiah Hodgins was totally quiet tonight. I mean, Hodgins was, like, nowhere to be found. So, just like that, the Giants punt. And the Eagles, they would cash in this time for their third touchdown of the night. A good amount of miles. Sanders, in fact, like six straight, wow, six straight miles Sanders runs. And then Jalen Hurts, a 10-yard catch for Goddard. And a first goal of the three, it's fucking Boston Scott doing what he does against the Giants with a touchdown, making it 21-0. And then the Giants go three and out again. A four-yard loss by Barkley. Jones scrambles for three yards. And then an incomplete pass by Jones. So a giant punt. And the Eagles score again. A tons of easy running. Sanders, Hurts, Scott. And Gainwell killed the Giants. And it ends up in... And it was a big unnecessary roughness penalty on, on uh, Jared Davis. But, but it didn't... I mean it was big in the scheme of that drive is it would have been, if that doesn't happen, it would have been third and goal third and nine at the 10, but instead they get the first down and eventually leads to a Jalen hurts, five yard rushing touchdown. And it's 28, nothing heels. And to make matters worse, Nick fucking Sirianni 27, nothing before the extra point, decides to try to get the Giants to jump offside. They don't. And they get short. But it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, that, that, that shit pisses me off. Like, come on. Like, just win the game with some class. Like, really? Yeah, you got to do that. So then the Giants, at the end of the first half, they go three and out again. It's just, rinse, it rinsed repeat. We go to the second half. The Giants three and out to start that as well. I mean, the offense and defense were both just absolutely fucking putrid. Eagles themselves do go three and out, and the Giants put together their one touchdown drive. 10 plays, 88 yards in six minutes, and Barkley with a big 39 yard run to set it up. Matt Breida was involved as well here, as well as Richie James, and James with an 11 yard catch. Gets it to first goal at the 8 and a a play where, I guess, a wildcat-type formation. Saquon Barkley hands it off to Matt Breida, kind of tricks the Eagles' defense, and Breida brings it in for an 8-yard touchdown run. I thought you know, Breida did a good job as he stayed healthy. It's funny, Breida was hurt in um, preseason, but he ended up staying healthy. He was a pretty solid backup. I think he served a good purpose. We'll see if he returns next year. But I thought Breida was was not too bad. Um, And then, actually, the Eagles punt. They they did you know there was a big play to Dallas Goddard, but the Eagles do eventually punt and then and on this drive what sucked was Hertz was sacked by Xavier McKinney nice play by McKinney who was semi I mean you know he was pretty active in this one McKinney if nothing else can't say that about other players but unfortunately the Eagles recovered it so the, they they could have had the ball at midfield the Eagles do recover that but they do punt and the Giants are moving the ball a bit and. Right, 27, right. This is where the punt, right, this made no sense. Yeah, this made no fucking sense. That This punt here was, like, ridiculous by Brian Davis. I look at this and it makes even less sense. And it didn't make sense then. But Barkley with a 19-yard catch. Richie James, nine yards. And then on second and one, really dumb play by Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones on second and one basically runs out of bounds and takes the sack for a five-yard loss. Daniel just throwing it out of bounds. Just started and it's third and one. That that, that was a stupid thing. I got Daniel Jones tonight just wasn't good. You you can't defend him. And so now at third and six, Jones to Slayton incomplete. And then then they punt. So it should have originally been third and one becomes fourth and six. And they punt. That doesn't make sense. Down 28-7, you had just gotten a touchdown and got them to punt the ball. It's at the 42. Like, dude, Brian, there's 13 minutes and 21 seconds left. Why are you punting? Again, they're gonna lose this game anyway, but that one is is a weird, weird call there. Didn't make any sense at all. And so that's a bad job by Brian Dable. So they punt, and the Eagles do score. It's an 18, it's a 15 play 70 yard drive with a whole bunch of running. You know, three yard, uh, three yards here, five yards there, four yards, twelve yards. I mean, just easy stuff. And, you know, they they settle for three. So Jake Elliott gets on the board. 30-yard field for Jake Elliott makes it 31 to 7. And the Giants get the ball back with about five minutes to go. Jones is sacked. Although they Jones is sacked on third down and they recover that fumble. And they actually convert to Marcus Johnson, a 17-yard reception on a fourth and 16. Jones is sacked again. Not a whole lot's going on here. They do go for it on fourth on this one, fourth and eight to 36. It's incomplete. And the Eagles actually score again because they didn't want to, you know, take their foot off the gas. And it ends up being a Kenneth Gainwell 35-yard touchdown on a third and nine. Eagles win this 38-7. There's, you know, no sense in talking about the last giant drive. But Dale Jones' contact came off at one point in this game, too. And the Giants had to call a timeout. Tyrod Taylor came in. But whatever. This This was tough. This was just an absolute, absolute fucking domination. The Philadelphia Eagles own the New York Giants. I've said this a bunch in, I guess what is it now? Is it three years that I've been in the three years that I've been doing this, like I've made, mentioned uh, numerous times. And the only time, and you know, the few times that like the Giants beat the Eagles, I want them to lose. Like, like last year, I remember like in Daniel Jones' last game, before like when he gets his neck injury, like the Giants beat the Eagles, I didn't even want that. So that's a lot of the Boston Scott touchdowns against the Giants haven't even some of them have hurt me. But I was rooting for the Eagles, but Still, just, you know, that that's that's going to be a problem for the Giants, is how are they going to close the gap with the Eagles? It's different, but I look at it like with the Yankees, with the Astros. It's, it's completely different, but how do you close the gap? That's what I'm just trying to say. And the Giants have a lot of work to be done to close that gap with Philly, not to mention Dallas. Let's go to 49ers. Let's hope that San Francisco can beat Dallas so it's not an all-NFC East, NFC Championship game. That would be really really bad that would be almost impossible to watch honestly so let's hope san francisco can take care of business at home and i think that if i think that if there's one team in the nfc that can keep up with the eagles it would be san francisco i'm not saying that they'd win but that's a team that can certainly has the the roster and the talent as long as brock purdy doesn't make mistakes so to hang in there and, and to go into philly and to beat him kyle shanahan really good coach so for me The hope for the NFC sake, the the giant fan in me, the hope is in San Francisco. That's really where it's at right now, and so that's where I'll be rooting from here on, at least until the Super Bowl. Again, a successful season for the Giants, a fun season, a uh, you know change of the guard, if you will, and and that should not be forgotten. But it ends. On a sour note, the Giants get absolutely destroyed in Philly. They lose in the divisional round to their NFC East rival, if you want to call it that, even though it's one-sided. They lose to the Eagles 38-7.